Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. So the first thing that we're going to talk about are injuries that occurred this past weekend. Um, Top one that we've got is Dak Prescott. Um, Thumb injury, he had surgery, supposed to be out mm, possibly anywhere from four to eight weeks or so. What's your take on that? Uh, you know, with how bad they looked last night, even before he went out, you know, this really hurts that team. They're already missing, you know, Tyron Smith. Um, you know, like uh, Oz and I were just talking before, I've got Zeke Elliott in my main league, and it just makes me really scared unless they go out and, you know, get, you know, you know, like we're talking about maybe a Jimmy G or something. But just for the outlook, it that team is – you're going to want to kind of stay away from it until they can figure something out. About the only things you can do is just hope that Zeke can just get a lot of touches, um, and then CeeDee Lamb can just get funneled by Cooper Rush um, or until they find somebody else. So, right. I mean, yeah. it it just puts him in a position where, I mean, I see a downgrade across the board unless they could go get a Jimmy G. Um, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to do enough to keep people happy? I don't think he ever has any time he's, <laughs> he's had to play. So. Right. So um, second one is Chris Godwin. Um, pulled a hamstring. He was already injured. Um, trying to come back from the ACL. Could be out, you know, maybe a couple weeks. Um, I think they rushed him back a little bit too too quickly. Yeah, I agree, because he was coming off an ACL, correct? Yep. Yeah, you know, that's that's a tough one. Um you know, again, this hurts me as well because I've got him in, yep, so in do that I. league. Uh, you know, I swapped him out last minute uh, for DK Metcalf in the flex, which really gave me an, like an extra three points. But I won pretty handily this week. Um, but you know, yeah, that's that just boosts your you know your Mike Evans. Uh, you know, Julio should see an uptick, uh, which he looked pretty decent in that game. You saw some flashes of old Julio, right? Um, and then. Uh, uh, Russell Gage as well should see uh, a pretty significant uptick, you know, in his usage as well, just because of that Godwin injury. But like I said, if it's just a couple weeks, you know, I think at this point it could be even a little bit longer because they're going to be go kind of go, oh crap, <laughs> we should probably kind of work him back in a little slowly. So right, right. Uh, next one is Keenan Allen, uh, hamstring injury out one plus weeks. Uh, don't know he's he supposedly is not going to play thursday night um should have you know you you consider that um mike williams should be impacted positively however after keenan went out there was nothing new for mike williams yeah nothing new there uh you know even with keenan allen out next week uh you know, Mike Williams is still going to be Mike Williams. He's going to pop. He's going to dud. You know, he's just that. He's such a volatile player, but the highs are so high. You love him, and then he just breaks your heart the next week. You know, <laughs> um, you know. But this, uh, you know, you look at uh, Eckler, who was not 
you know, not what you wanted week one. You right. know, you didn't draft him potentially as the third or fourth running back, you know, you know, in the third or fourth spot in the draft for this week one performance. I think he's going to see a, a pretty, you know, he might get three, four more targets, you know, right. this, next week just because Eckler, or, uh, Keenan Allen's out. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, um, potential MCL knee issue could be out several weeks. Um, I haven't heard an update on that. However, it looks like Jeff Wilson will be the yeah, the guy right. taking it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read a report that um, um, Marlon Mack was going to be signed potentially oh, wow. by them. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I can't see Marlon Mack stepping into much of anything there with yeah. Jeff Wilson having performed as well as he has in the past when he's been needed. Yeah, you, you get Marlon Mack in there who couldn't beat out Rex Burkhead in Houston. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about that. Um, but it is Shanahan. Right. You know, y- y- it's Jeff Wilson. You know, that's what we're being told. But, you know, they spent the third-round pick on uh, Davis Price. Uh, they've got another, I think, an undrafted rookie which is what Elijah Mitchell was last year, and that's what it seems to be a reoccurring theme with Shanahan. Right. He loves those undrafted guys. But as for right now, immediate week one, you know, next week, uh, week after that, it's going to be Jeff Wilson. Um, You know, because of that, could even see an uptick of rushes for Trey Lance, even though obviously that was just a sloppy, rainy game. Right. Um, But Trey Lance is, you know, a threat on his feet. Absolutely. So you could see a good uptick of rushing upside for Trey Lance as well. Agreed. Um, T. Higgins went out with a concussion partway through the game. It's unknown whether or not he'll be able to come back from that uh, this week. Um, Long-term shouldn't be an impact. Uh, Like I said, it it might be a week. Um, And if it is, you know, yeah. I just expect a nuclear week from Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) More of the same. Um, You know, uh, Tyler Boyd, you know, sighting here or there um who even knows hayden hurst might pop next right. week you know it's just a but it's probably going to be jamar chase yeah exactly <laughs> um Najee harris um ankle injury of some sort or foot possibly no time missed is what i heard today um which would be a best case scenario um what, what are your thoughts on that uh, you know, no time missed. Yeah. Best case. That's a guy who, you know, last year had what, 300 touches, 300 opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, a volume workhorse back, which might even cause the Steelers to take it slow with him. You know, he's their, you know, arguably their best player right now. Right. Um, besides TJ Watt, who sounds like he's got a torn peck, which is just a, he was already setting himself up for a repeat for that defensive player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the you know, you, you look at he's probably already picked up. But you look at like the Jalen Warren, I think is the guy's name. He's, right. He's the backup. Uh, you know, you tossed out Marlon Mack out there for the Niners. Who knows if Steelers go out and try and find somebody if it is going to be a couple weeks for Najee. So, but but you know. So Warren goes in and plays, doesn't play well. They've still got Benny Snell. Oh, I forgot about now, him. <laughs> now, Benny Snell has not been, you know, he's obviously relegated to third string now, 
So it's not like he's a, a sure thing, but he's done well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's filled in admirably over the last couple of years. I guess too veteran. You know, they may roll him out first right away, you know, next week if Najee misses just because he knows the system. Right. You know, but yeah, yeah Hard that's to say. kinda tough. That's just gotta kinda wait and see what the what the uh what they come out with for uh for Najee there. Right. Um last one I have from from an offensive perspective, I mean we yeah, there are tons of other injuries that we could discuss. Uh, from defensive players to offensive linemen to, you know, whatever. But this is mainly your scoring positions. Um, the last one is Mac Jones. Um, had a, a back issue, um, had an MRI on it, and it came back negative. So it sounds like it shouldn't be an issue, but who knows? You know, back issues are are not good. I mean, yeah. they're, they can be very problematic through, I mean, uh, quarterbacks who have, you know, look at, uh, um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name, Dallas, uh, Romo. Oh, yeah, Romo. When he had the back issues. I mean, you just never know with a quarterback because there's so much, you know, your mobility is based on your back. So back and legs. So yep. it'll be interesting to see the impact that that has. Yeah, and if Mac Jones does miss time, um, you know, they didn't look very good either against the Dolphins. Right. Uh, you know, we talk about this is all for your offensive player point scoring, but if you guys play team defenses, I've got a waiver claim in, in my family league to pick up Pittsburgh for next week against New England if, you know, in case he misses. You know, I, I don't even know who their backups are i have no clue yeah i'm not sure and they like i said that receiving core is not the greatest um you know if anything if jones misses times you're going to see uptick for damian harris and ramondre stevenson that's going to be about it you know not much really there to and i I don't (laughs) know that you necessarily right and i don't necessarily think that you get an uptick you get an uptick of of touches but unless you're able to break it you know you're going to see at least eight in the box Mm mm-hmm because if a guy can't throw, you know, if your quarterback can't throw and your quarterback maybe can or can't run, you know, I'm I'm playing defensively as many in the box as I can get away with, and you're going to stuff the run and make them beat you yep. on the backside. Pull a Belichick on Belichick. Right. <laughs> so our next segment is uh, we're going to talk about the studs that we saw from this past uh, week. And we're going to start out with Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson in a non-PPR league um, with pretty much standard scoring was 18.5 points above projected, which made him our, our biggest stud. Um, you know, he had he had 11, uh, nine catches for, from 11 targets. He had 184 yards, two touchdowns. Is that something, you know, here, we talked about it a little bit before. This is a guy who is one of, if not the top wide receiver in football. And, you know, it's, you know, you can, you can argue, you can, you know, is Cooper Cup, is it Jamar Chase, you know, is it Devontae Adams? I, I, great. What I'm saying is this guy comes out and every week, the projections are that he's going to score a bunch of points. So when he goes off and has a monster game like this, is it out of the realm of possibility to say that he's not going to have big games every week? 
No. Um, you look at that offense, what they did against Green Bay. Um, obviously, Green Bay had a lousy game that was hard to watch. Um, you know, like we, you know, Oz and I were talking about earlier, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that every week he has a chance to score two touch, you know, multiple touchdowns. Right. He has that opportunity. Whether it happens or not, you know, is probably on the lesser side. But, you know, honestly, if he was on my team, I'd be super psyched. Uh, you know, you mentioned he was, what, like a 14-point differential for non-PPR? 18 and a 18 half. 18 and a half, yeah. He was a 21-point differential in PPR. Right. Because of, you know, and then he had those long completions and right. everything, too. I mean, so, I mean, nine yeah. target or 11 targets is, you know... When you think of Justin Jeff- uh, Jefferson and you think of Kirk Cousins, I don't think they're going to stray from that very often. Now, what what I would have done as a defensive coordinator, I would have put Jair Alexander on him. I would have had, you know, I would have played man defense as opposed to zone. Um, I think everybody was wondering what was going on there. You've got three of the top, you know, I'd be very good defensive backs in the lead and, on the same team and all three of them can play man you got to put the clamps on them right so uh joe barry doesn't run a man uh scheme his preference is is zone and I, you know i i just i can't see going forward when the packers play minnesota again they will i i can't see them making that same mistake i can't see them saying oh we're going to play zone again because in my mind, zone is is meant for uh, a, a different group of individuals than what the Packer defense has. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they used to draft more zone type players. Now they've got three cover corners, and they should be doing more man coverage. Yeah, agreed. But. How do, you know if if your scheme is all zone based? How do you change that? And mm-hmm. you know they'll have to figure something out. But yeah. I think that a Justin Jefferson is going to continue to have the potential week in and week out to be an immense player in fantasy. I mean, I there's many of the you know the experts you know are us included. Um, you know, like me, I. Wherever I did a, just a random NFL fantasy league, I had like the fourth pick. I took Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup because I believe with the new offense with Kevin O'Connell there, I mean Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. He's no. he, you know he's 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 a good quarterback. Yeah, you know, very much solid. As it pains me as a as a Packers fan to say it. He is a good quarterback, and especially after this week, Kirk Cousins. I mean he's going to look for him. Um, you know, they still got Adam Thielen, who got his here and there. You know, Adam Thielen's still a big red zone target for Kirk Cousins. Right. You know, and Justin Jefferson, even last year, seemed like he was catching more long touchdowns than he was inside, you know, in the red zone. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of that. They're going to scheme, uh, you know, plays for him, kind of like what Green Bay did with Watson. They're going to try and take that long shot right away. Right. They're going to scheme plays for him that are just going to be home runs, you yep. know. So they're going to be well, swinging I, for the fences. Yeah, I so. saw a, uh, a stat that they threw up on the screen that he was uh, uh, had the most um, passes, the most receptions, and the most targets of 20-plus yard passes last year. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you hit on even a quarter of those 
right, know, right. And I think they hit like no. like thirty percent of them, thirty five percent of them. But heck, I mean, <laughs> you do that, you're going to score a lot of points mm-hmm. in fantasy football. Yep. So our second stud is Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon was about seventeen points over um, projection. He was uh, uh, seven targets, six catches, thirty yards. 18 rushes, 164 yards, and a touchdown. Thoughts? He's back. He's back. <laughs> he's back. He's just, he, he looked great. I mean, he looked, you know, you saw the rookie year Saquon Barkley, which is what you were drafting him this year as. He's fully healthy, um, you know, and I think it, from what it looks like, you know, the Giants went to Tennessee, who were the number one AFC seed last year, yeah, and beat them. Right. You know, I think the Giants are going to surprise some teams this year. I mean, they're still the Giants, so they're going to have their mistakes and stuff. But Barkley is just, he's one of those guys, too. Now he's fully healthy. You're going to throw, you know, he's going to be luck. Hopefully, if you're lucky, you got like a, you know, say you were in the first half of the, the first round and you get like a like a Delvin Cook, and then you came around in the second and you got Saquon Barkley. Like, that's going to be a huge stack. But Barkley, you just look good. There's a play, he hit the corner, you know, speed hit the corner and then tiptoed up the sidelines. Like, he just looked vintage. Yep. He looked like rookie Saquon. Yeah. I, I actually uh, was lucky enough to draft him in my two leagues that I'm in that uh, uh, are not dynasty. So... Um, I'm certainly hoping he has a great year. Um, and based on what we've seen so far, I mean, he, you know, they, they expected him to do well and he outperformed that by quite a bit. So he's our second stud. Third stud, OJ Howard, 15 points more than they were projecting. Now he was two catches on Two targets, 38 yards, and two touchdowns. What do you think? Not going to keep it up. I have no, absolutely not. That's a week one fluke. Um, it's an any week fluke. Yeah. I mean, he he just luckily was in the right place at the right time. Um, if he's only going to see two targets, well, obviously they're not going to be two touchdowns every week. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those would love to say that he's a great pickup, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit the waiver wire for him yet. No. Um, there are going to be people out there jumping the gun on that. They're going to see the stat line or, or the points, and they're going to go, oh, guy's, guy's a stud. Yes, he was a stud this week, but don't waste draft or uh, uh, waiver wire pick on him. Number two tight end this week behind, of course, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You know, but yeah, same thing. You know, he was kind of a nobody in Tampa Bay for years. They drafted him high draft capital, you know, talent abound, you know, he's a, you know, right. he's a superhuman essentially, but he's just never been able to put it together, you know, gets picked up by uh, Houston, you know, the week before the game and then puts, you know, that up. It's, it's just a fluke. It's not gonna, it's not gonna stick. And, 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 and I, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, in the sense that, you know, you've got Davis Mills throwing the ball. You've got, you know, you you really don't have a ton of offensive talent. Mm-hmm. However, you know, if if Davis Mills is looking for a place to drop the ball, tight end yeah. is always a good place to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that's mean, true. There was some hype on they've got a, a rookie, I believe, in Brevin Jordan, I think is his yep. name, who there was a little bit of hype around him in the preseason, fantasy-wise. More of a just keep an eye out for him kind of guy. So, you know, a little battle here and there, you know, between those two guys. But I mean, yeah, again, I, I totally agree. If, if Davis Mills gets in a pinch and Brandon Cooks isn't open, who's he going to throw it to? Right, you know, right. Probably a tight, you know, big body tight end. 10 yards down the field so right and i'm not i'm not saying you know uh, like i said i'm i'm not saying that this is the guy to go out and get just because he has one good week keep an eye on him if we talk about him the next two three weeks absolutely then he's he's moved up to a different uh, arena but you know they projected him at 0.8 points (laughs) so the fact that he scored (laughs) 15.8 points or whatever it is does not make him a guy you want to build a team around. Yeah, so sure. that that's my point. Uh, next, we've got Dontrell Hilliard. Um, he was almost 15 points over his projection. He had four targets, three catches, 61 yards, two touchdowns, two rushes, eight yards. Um, thoughts on him? You know, uh, he's behind Derrick Henry. You know, that's, that's tough, I think. Again, that's tough because I, I feel like now that Derrick Henry has been injured, they're probably, I mean, they'll still, you know, give him all the carries and everything. But I think you, you'll see enough of Hilliard that every now and then he'll pop. Uh, it's going to be very hard to predict, um, you know, the receiving work because they were receiving touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, you know, that the receiving work for him may be there. You know, who knows? We may see him transition into just a little bit more of like a third down back if they're you know down in distance um you know so this one's kind of tough too you know if you if you have derrick henry and you've got room on your bench you might not be a bad guy to just handcuff you know agreed so i mean he's again only five touches yeah five touches rarely produce the kind of numbers that we see out of hilliard this week and like you said, I mean, it's it's King Henry. I mean, mm-hmm. that's I mean, he outperformed Henry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I did Derrick Henry just had, he didn't even have any receptions this week? You know, which was I think was probably a little disappointing for some some the people who drafted Henry super high. Me. Um, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, once you look at last year before he got injured, he was getting involved more in the receiving game which made him even more of a cheat code at the running back position. Right. You know? I mean, we, so, ta- we yeah. talked about it during one of, the, uh, one of our earlier episodes about the fact that he had, what, 27, 28 receptions last year. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's still two a game-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see if Hilliard takes away some of those, uh, becomes the third down back on longer yardage, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. Next, I've got three quarterbacks that I kind of all grouped together because they were all about 14 and a half points over um, their projections, and that was Josh Allen, uh, Wentz, and Mahomes. So obviously, two of the people in there are what I would consider top five-ish quarterbacks. The other one... Uh, is he even scraping top 15? Um, so, yeah. so, so the, the, 
that, you know, points above projection are really an indication of, you know, Allen and Mahomes, their projections were high and yet they beat those projections considerably. And then, I mean, you do when you throw for five touchdowns, obviously. (laughs) And then you've got Wentz who was, you know, he played really well. Um, I mean, he, he, he played, he, he put up some good numbers. It was a Carson Wentz game, two pretty bad picks digs himself out of the hole. He's got the talent to do that, and now he's got a receiving core that can allow him to do some of that. So, you know, with Wentz, if you had Dak, Wentz might be a good pivot until right. Dak comes back. You right. know, just to get you through those weeks, you know, because, like I said, you got Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, you know, who put out a really good showing in his uh, his first, uh, you know, first game with two touchdowns. Um, and then Curtis Samuel looked right. pretty good as well. Right. You know, and, and you've still Antonio got Gibson. Right, was I was going to say you've got it, Gibson, yeah. and 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 he's a, he's a good back for for receptions, etc. So you know, can can I see Wentz as being a little bit better than they were project, projecting? Absolutely, yeah. it, but they weren't projecting him as highly, nearly as highly as an Allen or a Mahomes. You know, <laughs> and that's that's the difference when we when we're talking about this it's based on projections and you know he played much much better than he did can he play much better than he did on a regular basis or than than what he's projected to i think he can i I think he's got the tools and and you know i i think they that he is a decent quarterback the other two are just amazing quarterbacks uh they're not going to be available on the waiver wire <laughs> no, not even probably not even for trade <laughs> probably, probably not pretty priceless so. <laughs> so so my last one and this is someone who probably is available on the waiver wire is devin duvernay um almost 14 points over projections four targets caught all four 54 yards two touchdowns uh, again you know, those numbers are so huge because you had two touchdowns out of four receptions, but he caught everything that was thrown his way. He put up decent numbers yardage wise. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't, it's not like you went out and you caught two bombs for touchdowns, you know, a la, um, Hill a couple of years ago yeah. where he had three touchdowns in the first <laughs> half yeah, or quarter yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Um, do I see him as a potential, you know, what do they have? They've got Bateman. And Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the wide receiver position, yeah. he's, he's that second guy. And depending upon coverage, he is probably going to be your most open on a regular basis receiver. That's exactly why I snatched him up in the middle of that game. <laughs> I put him on my bench. What happened to waivers? Got, we don't do waivers oh. on that one. We do in the family league, but not in the, For the, love the of guys God. league. That's why we got the, the weasel. <laughs> uh, shout out the weasel in the in the guys league. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Duvernay, you know, he's a speed guy. Um, you know, uh, in college, highly pro, I mean, you know, just put up numbers in college. So he's got, he's got the skills and the talents there and the opportunities there. Like we said, you know, for really for just receiver, 
all they've got is Bateman, and I don't even think, I mean, he put up a decent line, I believe, but nothing nothing crazy like some people were hoping he would. Right. You know, like I said, Duvernay's a speed guy, you know, outside guy. If they're smart, kind of same, they'll script some plays for him. They'll, you know, they'll try and take those shots with Lamar to try and and stretch the defense, and so they can't stack in there to try and contain Lamar. Um and you know, and Mark Andrews, you know, because I mean, if I was a defense, I wouldn't be super scared about Rashad Bateman right now. Right. You know, you're worried about Lamar running, and you're worried about Mark Andrews, you know, killing you in the middle. You know, so like I said, they could be taking shots with him. And and, and imagine when J.K. Dobbins comes back. Yeah, and Gus Edwards. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, know, yeah. the opportunities. You know, it it could make. I mean, I look at them and I say, you know, they have they have nothing that stands out yep. other than, you know, Lamar. Mm-hmm. But they've got good enough positional players that when a J.K. Dobbins comes back and now you've got that two-headed run monster, am I going to hand it to J.K. or am I going to take off Lamar? Um, or am I going to throw it to Andrews? Or wait, I've got guys on the outside. So... You know, a guy like Duvernay, the potential exists that this is not just a flash in the pan, yep. that he's going to actually perform well on a fairly regular basis. Again, you know, again, we look at we look at fantasy football and it's it can be feast or famine. I mean, I went into the weekend with two excellent running backs and both of them were horrible. And, you know, it, when, when King Henry doesn't get you your 20 points, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's an oddity. Um, so, I mean, that's why, uh, you know, you, you have to temper all of this, you know, Devin Dur- Duvernay, is he, you know, great? No, but he might be able to do something better than what you've got, depending upon who your second, possibly third wide receiver is, uh, if you play a flex position, et cetera. Yeah. You know, and like with the Ravens, I think they're trying to find somebody to replace Hollywood. Right. You know, you lose a piece like that, the connection him and Lamar have. So I think they're trying to find that, you know, and that's an, you know, this is an offense like we talked about, J.K. Dobbins when he comes back, Gus Edwards when he comes back. This is an offense that's going to get healthier as the season goes on. And it's going to just get better, and it's going to open more things for Lamar to do. Um, so that's, you know, I, I saw the stat line, and, you know, I'm like, oh, Duvernay, you know, for Lamar, why not? And right. then, you know, once I picked him up, I'm, you know, that's kind of the same thing, all the points you were talking about that I was thinking about. Like, he's got op- the opportunity is there for him to evolve into something that could be a waiver wire gem at the end of the year. Exactly. Um, much like, you know, my, my favorite one from last year was Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Uh, people were like, why are you picking him up? <laughs> well, wide receiver. That's a running back <laughs> <laughs> points, opportunities, etc. Yep. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I were looking at this, I, I would probably, I would pass on OJ Howard. I would, probably pass on Dontrell Hilliard mm-hmm. un, unless I have King Henry. No. Um, but I would probably take a flyer if if I needed it on a, a Devin DuVernay. Yep. So let's move on to our duds. Um, 
I've got five picked out. First one is Dak Prescott. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to throw an injured person in as a dud. Um, you know, he got injured partway through the game. Uh, he was a little over 14 points under his projections. Uh, 14 of 29, 134 in an interception. Was not exactly lighting it up. Um, but again, I don't think you necessarily smack a guy because of an injury. Um, however, you do need to find a replacement if you've got Dak. Yep. Um, yeah. just like Dallas may have to find a yeah replacement. Step in. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, a little bit ago, Carson Wentz might be, you know, the, could be a good pivot option. Um, even look at like a Mariota. I mean, he had designed running plays for him, which at the quarterback rushing upside is such a huge, you know, advantage. Um, But, you know, but yeah, even before he got hurt, like you said, the Cowboys offense was just struggling. Right. And for as bad as they played, they were still at halftime, still in the game. Tampa wasn't playing that well either. No, they weren't. You know, so yeah, it's that one's kind of tough. You know, you got Dak, you're going to just hold on to him, you know, the only word of caution is, you know, there. It could end up being maybe a Russell situation last year because Jerry Jones has been saying that he might miss, you know, only like three four weeks, weeks you yeah. know, or four weeks. Yeah, they didn't know. put him on yeah, IR uh, because yeah. they're hoping that he comes back in. In and that's why I, I had six to eight weeks mm-hmm. when we were doing the the injuries, but yeah. I had to change it to four because I read a report today that yeah. said that, you know, they expect that he could be back as, as early as four weeks. Right. So if he's only out four weeks, great. Yeah. Um, you know, you still, I mean, even if you went 0-5, you still have enough weeks left to make the playoffs. So, you know, find a replacement, um, obviously stash him, um, I wouldn't necessarily get rid of him. However, we've also seen thumbs cause problems mm-hmm. um, for more than just the time that they're off. So it's it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one is Aaron Rodgers. Um, again, just above 14 points below projection. Now, his stat line was 20... 22 of 34 for 195 and an interception. Problem is that on the very first play from scrimmage, he throws a 75-yard pass to Christian Watson, catches it in strut. Nope, drops it. <laughs> so, you know, that thing, that thing was right in his hands. If he catches that, stat line is completely different. We aren't talking about Aaron Rodgers as a dud. Um you know, it's 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 one of those you lost Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams, in my mind, is the best route runner in football. Agreed. Right now, um, not saying the best of all time. He also disguises passes so that the defender has no clue that the ball is coming to him until the very last second, and he's no longer a Packer. So the Packers have had to try and find people to play that position. And, you know, Christian Watson, he's struggled with drops all preseason. 
He's also all been injured again. too. You know, he, he, he has time preseason, but you know, I think with the Rodgers thing, you know, obviously we all know how he is with rookies. You know, it's he's just not a guy who likes to throw to rookies, but he kind of has no choice a little bit. This you <laughs> yeah. know between Watson and Dobbs, but. You know, Sammy Watkins didn't do much. Randall Cobb didn't do much. I think the the uh, missing Lazard this week, because uh, he's about the one guy that has that chemistry, right? That earned chemistry with Aaron Rodgers that you need to have in order to, you know, to be, you know, the replacement for Devontae. Right. Obviously, it's you know borderline impossible to replace a guy like Devontae. Right. But even a unless you bring game, in JJ. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, you know, just even to recoup some of what you lost with Devontae, the, the, you know, missing Lazard this week, I think really kind of, it even threw Aaron off a little bit. Right. Um, you know, we talked about if they had connected on that long touchdown, obviously you get the extra point or two for the long, you know, touchdown complete, well, you know, you get touchdown. 75 yards, well, which yeah. is, which is, you know, about four points. You get yep. a four point touchdown. You've just taken him completely off of the duds list yep. with that one reception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously so, it doesn't dud, but it's still not an Aaron Rodgers stat uh, right, line right. that you want for fantasy. But so I think, you know, that one it's, I mean, we play or Green Bay, we, at, you know, like I said, Packer fans here, we play Chicago. Aaron owns the city of Chicago, so I think he'll be okay next week if Lazard's back. If he's not, it might be a little more of the same. It's, you know, again, like we talked about, you lose a Devontae. Right. It's going to be rough, tough for a while until he can build some of that chemistry with the new guys coming in. You know, even Sammy Watkins, who's a league veteran, you come in first year, it's not going to be perfect. Absolutely. So, So who was their leading receiver? Who was or who is? Who, who was? Who was? In that game. Oh, boy. A.J. Dillon. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, he had a very nice game on I mean, my bench. <laughs> you, you think about, you think about you know, the talk was, well, you know, Aaron Jones has the hands, the receiving hands. Dillon is just a, a beast. Mm-hmm. Dillon can receive. Yeah. Can catch balls. So, um, third dud, Trey Lance. Um Almost, well, a little over nine points under projection. Uh, 13 for 28, 164 yards, interception. 13 rushes for 54 yards. Um, I like his ability to get out and run. That field was was, was crap. Um, so, I mean, between the rain coming down, uh, definite impact. Um, and, you know, it's it, the Bears played well. Um, their defense really played well, even though they have some young DBs. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Trey? Will he bounce back? I think he will. Um, you know, obviously he made some, you know, poor decisions in the game. He's, you know, he's still fresh. He's not, you know, I mean, he did play a little bit last year, but he still just doesn't look a hundred percent ready yet. But he'll get over that. Um, you know, you get Shanahan, who's a great coach. He's going to get the most out of Trey Lance that he can. He's uh, going to scheme for him. You know, you see the 13 rushes that he had. Right. 
how many of those were designed, I don't know. How many of those were just the play broke down because of the weather, you know, say a receiver slips or something. He's got to just make something happen. Yeah, quite a few you of know. them were actually designed yeah. runs. Um, and I think I think they they know what they have. The weather played a huge, huge part. I, I, you know, I, I, I think that, I, I think based on what they were projecting, it's, it's a good number. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that he's going to be a top five quarterback in the no. near future. No. Um, it may take him a while, but I think for what they expect from him, he's going to bounce back from that performance mainly because of the weather and, and he should be fine. So if, you know, if, if you were expecting X number of points, which is what they projected, you can, I think you can safely assume that he's going to come close to that, uh, maybe exceed it on a a more regular basis going forward. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and then the injury to Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, like we talked about earlier, that 13 rushes he had, that might be the standard for him, too. Right. double-digit rush. You know, I mean, even with, you know, obviously he's going to have ones where he just play breaks down. He's got, you know, he gets pushed out of the pocket. He's just got to run. But actual designed QE runs, you know, he could be double-digit rush attempts every week, which, say, one of those, he falls into the end zone. There's six points, you know, and then plus extra for the yardage, you know. Right. And if he... You know, they've got players in Debo and Brandon Ayuk that, and then George Kittle when he gets back where he can dump a pass, you know, uh, you know, dump a pass to Kittle for five yards and then all of a sudden Kittle's gone for, for 40 yards, you know, for a touchdown. Right. You know, so he's got the upside, whether it translates, you know, through the rest of the year. I just, like I said, he just didn't look like 100% ready yet. So, right. you know, like I said, it, he'll be around his projection, if not a little bit higher, you know, yep. so. You know. And, and there was no Kittle this week. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't help that Mitchell got injured. Um, although, again, I mean, I think Jeff Wilson will be fine. Um, I think his numbers will be will be adequate. I don't yeah. think he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to be a regular on the duds list is yeah. what it comes down to. I think he'll he'll perform closer to um, projected more often than not. Um, but I mean, you saw you if you if you watch that game at all, it was a mess. I mean, and it looked, you know, it got, it got, it started out ugly weather-wise, field-wise, where they were squeegeeing the field. It got better toward the middle of the game, but at the end of the game, it was, I mean, the, the, the sliding that they did at the end of the game was, was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that impacts the quarterback. That impacts running backs. That in- impacts everybody. So you know, it. I think. I think we'll see a a different Trey Lance moving forward. Agreed. So the fourth person on our duds list is Austin Eckler. He performed at just a hair over nine under his projection. He had four passes thrown his way. He caught all four of them for th- uh, thirty-six yards. Unfortunately, he rushed 14 times and only had 36 yards. Um, certainly not the Austin Eckler that everyone drafted third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a guy that you're expecting. It, 
in, in any format to put up numbers for you. And it just wasn't there. I think uh, you look at the 14 rushes for the low yardage. Um, I think this is, yeah, this is just kind of a fluke week for him. Um, You know, it's just, you have that many rush attempts, you're bound to break one, and he didn't. Right. You know. know, I mean, two and a half yards a carry. Woo! Yeah, that's bad. Um, You know, but I mean, the, the Raiders front, you know their defensive line. You know they've they've got some players there. You know they that's do. that's a tough defense to run against. You know you throw against the Raiders, but um, you know but yeah then the four the four receptions you know is even you know feels just when you hear it sounds a little low for Eckler right you know but so like I said and then the injury to Keenan Allen like we talked about he's I think you're gonna see uh, you know he's gonna get more passes thrown to him out of the backfield um, they're gonna get creative with him he's just he's too good of a player to put up a stat line like that again it could happen it, it could and, yeah and, but and it's not going to on a regular basis you know jonathan taylor could have a dud week uh, absolutely you know, it just it happens but it, king henry did yeah yeah uh, yeah i mean it's it's a it's a it's a reality that obviously everyone can't go out and perform to projections every single week um you know, and, and nine points off of, you know, whatever they, they had projected, it, it's not it's not horrible. I mean, he still picked up, uh, you know, 7.2 in a, a standard, you know, a, a standard yardage only um, non-PPR. Mm-hmm. Horrible? No. It's just not what you were Number expecting. one draft pick? Or, I mean, number yeah. one pick up for your team, first round pick? Not what you wanted. No, absolutely not. So our final dud is a teammate of his, Mike <laughs> Williams. Um, Mike Williams had four targets, two receptions, 10 yards. Was projected to be around nine and a half points. Came up with one point. Now, one of the things that happened was of the 34 targets, 11 of those went to different receivers. So he was yeah. he was an odd man out, although he saw four targets, only catching two and getting ten yards. It, like you said, I mean he's he's a feaster famine. Yeah, his definition of boomer bust. Yeah, I mean he he's the type of guy that I don't ever want to have on my fantasy team. I I do when he's scoring two or three touchdowns. Oh yeah, but then. When you play him that next next week and you start crying because he's not catching anything, mm-hmm. you start to wonder, mm, you know, was he worth it? Um, fantasy is all about maintaining enough points on a weekly basis to win as many games as you can and make it to the playoffs and win those games. Well, you can't get to the playoffs because the guy scores two touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns, and then you're in the playoffs and he goes... Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want a little bit of volatility on your team. Yeah. You know, that boomer bust, because if it falls right, he could win you that week. Right. You know, if it goes wrong, you're losing that week. You know, the way I view Mike Williams is if you draft it, I mean, because where he was going, he's probably your number two. Or, you know, if you've got two, you know, if your top two receivers are, are studs, and then you got Mike Williams, if you guys have, if you have a flex in that league, He's kind of a guy where you just have to put him in there and close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you 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 know you're going to look at the matchup also. I mean, obviously, you know, you go against some teams and and 
they just don't give up anything to, to receivers, well, that's not the time to play him. So, I mean, yes, in certain circumstances, he might be a great play. You just, unfortunately, you don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the the injury to Keenan Allen, if he's going to be out a week or two or however long, you know, you I expect next week will be a rebound week for him. Whether that's a buck fifty and a touchdown, who knows? But you know, eighty yards, maybe a touchdown, would be a rebound for him off of this week, which is what you're expecting. You know, usually on average from Mike Williams. Um, you know, but again, like we said, he's a player that, in definition of boom or bust, this probably won't be the last time we see him in the duds list. But we'll probably see him quite a few times in the studs list as right. well. Right. So, it's just like I said. I to me, you just got to put him in there and you close your eyes. <laughs> you just hope for the best. <laughs> yep. Scary, but true. Yep. So I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to our podcast episode this week. Um, we're going to continue with this uh, this format moving forward. So on a weekly basis, you can expect to hear us uh, give our studs, duds, and injuries. And uh, at any time, you can provide feedback to us. We'd love to hear from you, ask questions, whatever it would be. Um, I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm Austin. Thank you for joining. Talk to you later.